Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. We need a new leadership model in business today, one that values both people and results, where leaders see their role as serving instead of being served. In this podcast, my friend and colleague, Chad Gordon, interviews experts who help us explore different aspects of leadership. I know you'll be encouraged and inspired by what you hear and you'll walk away with ideas and insights that will help you be the type of leaders others want to follow. Ready to get started? I'll be back at the end of the interview where I'll share what I've learned and how I'll be putting it into action. Now enjoy this installment of the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gordon. Today we're talking to Dr. Jackie Freiberg. For more than 28 years, Jackie has been helping people build great leadership brands and helping companies become the best places to work, places where the best people can do their very best. Jackie follows rights and talks about leaders who notice, lead, and disrupt to create culture of innovation. Jackie's a business owner and a best-selling author. She speaks and writes on leadership, innovation, engagement, and the she economy. She's the co-author of seven award-winning books, Nuts, the international bestseller describing Southwest Airlines' leadership, culture, and profitability, followed by Guts, Boom, Nanovation, Do Something Now, and Be a Person of Impact. But most recently, and the reason we're talking to her today, is her newest book, it's called Cause, a business strategy for standing out in a sea of sameness. Jackie, welcome to the Leader Chat Podcast. Oh, my pleasure to be here. Thank you, Chad. What I like about your books is, you know, a lot of authors will kind of take a a, um, a, a person or a subject matter or a company and, and build a chapter around that. You seemed you like the embedded approach where you really dig deep, um, and it really it's shown through with your your very first book, which is what really drove me to you with nuts. Tell us about cause and and what your hope was with uh, with uh, understanding organizations at that level. Well, thank you for noticing that. Yeah, I think we like to go deep, and I think what we have done is we have really spent our careers uh, looking for organizations that are recognized as not just profitable places, but also purpose-driven places. So we started this journey um, 28 years ago when we first learned about Southwest Airlines, we decided that not only were they an incredible example model of leadership, but in addition, they were an incredible example of a purpose-driven company. The organization was founded and created based upon what a lot of people thought was an affront to democracy. Hmm. Herb Kelleher and many of the founding uh, leaders of that company would say, look, you know, 45, 47 years ago, Go, it was really difficult to fly unless you were a business traveler or in the elite category. And they said, that's just not fair. So they didn't start Southwest Airlines to put cheeks in seats. They started Southwest Airlines to democratize the skies and make flying affordable to all people. So ordinary people could go places and see things and do things that previously they never dreamed was possible. 
So we've always looked for companies that are cause and purpose-driven in addition to having a long-term track record of profitability. And that, you know, leaps us 28 years later if we started with Southwest Airlines, if you think about why we wrote the book Cause, we learned recently about a life insurance company of all things mm. that um, is really cause-driven. If Southwest Airlines was about democratizing the skies, this company that we highlight in the Cause book, National Life Group, is about democratizing assurance, insurance for middle America. So if you have an injury, if you get um, sick, if you live longer than you expect, this is a life insurance policy that, believe it or not, you don't have to die to benefit from. So we dove deep and learned a little bit about them and realized they were a story worth writing about, just like our Southwest Airlines story. So what, what got you into this mode of, of, of really digging deep in organizations? So how did, how did you know, for those that aren't familiar with you, kind of, how did that focus begin and, and driven to you to this day? Well, I think it really started with our, our study and then our relationship with Southwest Airlines. We started as doctoral students, both my husband and I. We wrote dissertations on Southwest Airlines. Um, Kevin went in and looked at Herb Kelleher as a really incredible leader. And then, you know, I, I watched his journey of writing a dissertation. And I thought, you know, I truly believe that Herb Kelleher is a remarkable, remarkable man. And he's an iconic leader. And he's a benchmark for any leader who wants to learn about what it means to be a leader. But I saw more than one person making a difference at Southwest Airlines. And so when I was ready to write my dissertation, I looked around and said, look, I think Herb is a remarkable man, but I think this company is really about leadership in all places and spaces within the company. And so I talked to Herb and Colleen Barrett, who is a remarkable leader in and of herself, and I said, Colleen, I want to come back down. I want to study Southwest, but I don't want to look at one guy who sits at the top of a corporate hierarchy and say that he is the leader. I want to look at leadership relationships that are unfolding within all levels at Southwest Airlines and and really study leadership at that way. So we built great relationship with them and we, we realized that, you know, to be a remarkable company, you have to be a place that invites, challenges, and inspires people in all places to step up and lead and be the change that they want to create in their own worlds. So that, that journey, I would say, um, caused us to say, you know, we're not going to just write about companies. We're going to write about companies that are best places where the best people can do their best work. And the caveat is to make their corner of the world a little bit better. And, you know, when we talked ahead of time, um, I posed this question to you. This is the, you're not writing books or primers so that organizations can kind of follow a blueprint and do something unique. I mean, these are these are lessons that people can take into their day-to-day lives and into the, their day-to-day jobs. So when you talk about the first, uh, or when you talk about your most recent book, Cause, what are some lessons that, uh, that, that, uh, that I can take away you know, to make myself uh, more valuable um, at home and, and on the job? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, it's not like we can cover 
compartmentalize our lives. Uh, you know, it's not like if, if life at home is broken and not working, we can shut it off and then walk into business or walk into work and all is okay or vice versa. If work is um, not good and you have toxic people that you work with or you have a toxic boss or you have, you know, just toxic people around you, it's hard to shed that and then walk home and be um, be healthy and be well. And so one of the things that we like to talk about is the fact that as multidimensional people, we have to realize that, you know, part of staying up late, getting up early, um, putting the extra hours in or being fulfilled in life is about not just having a job. And let's face it, we all have to have a job because there are means that we have to um, get to in order to pay the rent and pay the mortgage and, you know, put kids to school and all of those, you know, basic fundamental things. Um, But having just a job, people realize that's not enough any longer. All people in all places in life want to know that at the end of the day, when they have invested their gifts and their talents to to some job, um, some career, there's nothing better than at the end of the day knowing that we added value, we made a difference, we put a little dent in the world. And so if we can somehow as individuals find a way to say, look, maybe, you know, every day, all day, I can't be making a difference in the world or making the world better. But if I know that at some points in my day or some points in my month, I can do that, guess what? Then we can lay our head on the pillow at the end of the day and say, you know what? I did make a difference. I did. I did make a dent. I love that. And I I think let's, it's time. Let's let's rope our sleeves a little bit. And, and one of the, the parts of the, the, the book cause that... that um, that interests me in a great while, or in a great way, rather, in, and it's something that I'm on an ongoing search to find is my why, and you know what motivates me, and what are some some things you found through your research? How do people zero in on their why, on 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 the thing that is just in, in you know just driving them from the inside out? Oh, that's a really great question. You know, there was a study. I can't tell you who did this study, but I know the I know the stats. If you think about it, this is the land, America is considered the land of opportunity, you know, where you can come and realize your dreams. Well, what's fascinating is what we know about people in this country today is 80%, and hear me loud and clear, 80% of people in this country, in the United States of America, don't dream. And the 20% of people who do dream, 16% of those people do not write their dreams down. And 4% do. Guess who realizes their dream? Mm, the ones who write them down. The ones who write them down. And that's a sad state of affairs in this country because believe it or not, do you want to know how we get to our why? We think about what, what dreams we have, what stirs us, what, what has called us, you know, what, what, what fulfills us, what makes us whole, what makes us joyful, what makes us happy. Those are the things that, that dreams are made of. And so if you think about it, if we're not dreaming as a society of people, then we start to be okay 
with okay. So we're okay with an okay job. We're okay with okay relationships. We're okay with an okay life. And you know what? We were not designed to be okay. We were designed to be fulfilled and to be vibrant and to be alive. And so start dreaming. Start thinking about what you wanted to be when you grew up. Start thinking about what what wakes you in the middle of the night. What what brings the most joy and the most fulfillment to you? Don't don't shove those things under the carpet. Listen to those things. Sometimes they're not top of mind and they're not, you know, a, you know, they're not right in the forefront. But sometimes there it's a quiet little whisper that's right there and if you listen carefully, that dream will come to life and then if we embark upon the journey of trying to realize that that dream one day at a time, one behavior at a time, one interaction at a time, one decision, one choice at a a time, we're far more likely to be the person who knows what their why is. See, every time we come to work, we are expected to know what we're supposed to do. And then most of the time when we go to work, we're trained on how to do the what. The why is what what motivates you, what stirs you, and what is behind the what and the how. The why is what ultimately creates your reputation as a leader. It's how you land on people. It's why you do what you do. This podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, and there's a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization, go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. And they have a special offer right now. Send an email to podcast at KenBlanchard.com with leader chat in the subject line. Now through the end of summer of 2018, one grand prize winner chosen randomly will receive a free one-on-one call with Ken Blanchard. Five others will receive a signed copy of Ken's latest book, Servant Leadership in Action. Such great information. So, you know, I want to go back to, you know, the the heart of the book, which is which is so unique. I mean, you chose, and when I say heart of the book, we don't think about life insurance companies as having a big heart. You know, as you said, they just pay off when you when you pass on. So why did you feel like this was the right subject matter to to, you know, really throw all of your heart and energy into this this latest book? Well, I think one of the things that's going on uh, just generally, if you look at, you know, relevant articles, if you look at books that are popular and, you know, on the bestseller list, if you even think about and, and really pay attention to the connecting the dots in terms of big recent movies that are out, a lot of people these days are talking about purpose. You know, the big thing, you know, a few years ago was being purpose driven. Then it was, you know, knowing your, your what, your how, and your why. And, and what's fascinating is there's a lot of barometers out there that will gauge and measure where people are in this country and one happens to be the Edelman Trust Barometer. So on an annual basis, what they will do is they will measure people's trust level in the United States and not the elite of the, the elite, not the educated of the educated, but the general public. What's our trust barometer like? 
And in 2016, they found that 80% of people in this country will not trust our government to help improve social or societal issues. Hmm. But they do trust that businesses will help solve some of the social or societal issues that we're up against, but not any business. Businesses that are profitable and businesses that are purpose-driven or, to use our word, cause, or have a why or are mission-driven. So the public is looking for businesses to invest their time and talent in as, as talent, as employees that want to come to work. And businesses are also um, interested in getting people to come to work for them who are, in fact, interested in adding value to society. And then customers are far more inclined to be loyal, faithful, lifetime fans, to use Ken's you know, terminology, mm-hmm. raving fans of a business, not just for you know, a product or a service, but for a lifetime. They're far more willing to invest their advocacy and their dollars to a business that is mission or purpose or cause driven. So the time is right. I, I just watched a, a movie um, I think it was last weekend and it was Will Smith in Collateral Beauty and he's he plays this advertising executive and he starts the movie by addressing his advertisers and says look there are three major abstractions in life that connect all human beings love time and death And he says, you know what's fascinating is we all long for love, we all want more time, and we all fear death. If we can find a way to create products and services that will show people more love or relationship or connection, give people more time, and somehow make death a little bit more palatable, golden, golden. Mm And you know what's fascinating is he started that movie with what is your why? What got you out of bed this morning? Why did you put the clothes on that you put on? Why did you choose to go to work here? So people are in touch with not just wanting a job, but they want to know that their time, their talent, their connections, their relationship, and everything that they invest in is ultimately going to make a difference. I love that, and you know we, we've had such a focus at Blanchard le- recently on building trust, and 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 to see the links between cause and having that 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 driving force, and how that can actually help people not only build trust but also repair trust. I think that's so vital. Exactly, and you know, trust is an interesting concept, Chad, because we all talk about trust. Mm-hmm. And we all think we know what trust is, but really, if you ask people to define trust, they're going to give you, well, it's, 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 it takes a long time to build it, but it takes a nanosecond to break it, and then you have to earn it back, and, you know, everyone's got their own sort of... Um, out there views of trust. Well, I did a little bit of research and dug deep as we started this interview. You said we like to do. And I discovered that that there were a couple of um, professors at Utah State who did a really, they did a, a fascinating longitudinal study on trust. So they studied people over history and said, you know, what are the what are the primary characteristics of trust? And they came up with three and I added a fourth. 
And the three that they said, they said, you know, to earn trust and to, to have someone's trust, you have to absolutely operate out of integrity. That's first and far, foremost. Second, you have to you have to be good at what you do. You know, you have to have ability. Mm-hmm. And then the one that I love is they said trust requires benevolence. Hmm. And I love that word benevolence because benevolence is transformative. Benevolence is altruistic. Benevolence is not transactional. So a lot of people think that trust is you do this for me and I do that for you. That's transaction. Uh uh-uh. uh. Benevolence is we do it because it's a kind thing to do. We do it because to use Ken's language again, it's the servant leader thing to do. And then I think the fourth thing that really impacts trust is impact, how we land on people. If we land on people negatively, we lose trust. If we land on people positively, we gain trust. If we land on people inconsistently, that means sometimes we're positive, sometimes we're negative, sometimes people don't know it's questionable. Guess what? You lose trust. So trust is driven by four very, very important characteristics and behaviors. Ability, integrity, impact, and benevolence. Well, we're talking to Dr. Jackie Freiberg, the author of Cause, a Business Strategy for Standing Out in a Sea of Sameness. Now, so many of our listeners, Jackie, are people that are interested in development, people that are interested in learning and talent development, organizational development, those functions, and uh, whether it's in organizations, uh, um, big or small. So when you think about this book, when you think about this in their hands, what are some takeaways, what are some things, some natural connections that you think that they can take their book and and impact their world right away? Okay, let's go back to what we're not doing as Americans. We're not dreaming. So let's start to dream a little bit and let's start to reflect upon who we ultimately wanted to be. What legacy do we want to leave to our friends, our family? our colleagues, our children, our neighbors, our community. If we think about what legacy we want to leave, what then happens is we start to become more visionary about what we ultimately want to achieve. When we become visionary about what we want to achieve, we think about how we're going to do that. That becomes our why, the vision, the dream of what we want to become. And then what happens is we're far more intentional about how we spend our time, how we spend our talents, how we spend our resources, how we, how we spend, um, how we, how we build, uh, relationships with the right kinds of people in, in a benevolent sort of way. And so we're far more focused and we're more purposeful about our impact on others. And that's a development issue. Impact is how we land on people. Trust is, you know, it, it has to do with impact. It has to do with benevolence. It has to do with ability and it has to do with doing what we say we're going to do, our integrity. I think if we start to identify our why, be visionary and what legacy we want to leave, we are going to be far better at building a brand, a reputation that helps us get there by investing our connections, our time in the right places. 
you pose the question. It's it's how you it's how you really uh, wrap the book up about what difference will you make. So you're 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 not only sharing the research, but it's it's almost a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge because I think too often we are so caught in the routine of life, and the routine of life causes us to go through the motions. So we get up, we have a routine in the morning, and most of us are creatures of routine or creatures of habit. We go through our routine, we drive the same route to work, we do the same thing when we get into work for the most part, we do our day, we go home at the end of the day. That routine can blind us to the opportunities to have an impact, to have, um, to make a difference, and to improve our little corner of the world. Yet if we open our eyes to the fact that routine sometimes can be blinding, and we look around, and we're vigilant, and we're, we're um, focused on how we might be able to have a more positive impact on the people around us, um, or be so driven and so connected and so committed to a, a purpose or a cause or a why that in, in being alive in that why, we automatically spill, leak good things mm-hmm. out on the people around us. See, when good is in us, we leak good. When toxic is in us, we, we leak toxic. Yeah. Well, I think that's... Uh, that's that's something to think about in terms of the energy and, and what you want to present to the world and, and how you want to be seen and how you want to be regarded and how the legacy you want to leave behind. So as we, we go to the final question, I want to give you one final opportunity that you hope listeners will. What would you say to them? What's the, what's the one thing you hope listeners will take away from our conversation today? I would encourage them to unplug. Everybody tells you to unplug. I would encourage them to slow down. And I would encourage them to focus more on connection, relationship, and impact. Because when we slow down and look at the world within which we live in and we operate in and we work in every day, and we realize that we all do things and those things and those behaviors that we engage in have an impact, when we realize that, I think we'll be more intentional about intentional about making sure that that impact is improving the world, making the world better. And I'm not talking about, you know, going all the way around the world and go on a a true mission trip. I'm saying just, you know, there are things in your neighborhood, there are things in your family that you could improve. So I think the one thing that I would encourage people to walk away um, thinking about is how can you be the change that you want to see in your little corner of the world to make your piece of the world a little bit better. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. My honor. All right. So if people want to find out more about you and more about the books and all the research you're doing, where should uh, where should they go? Our website, uh, frybergs.com, and it's F-R-E-I-B-E-R-G-S.com. And then uh, are you on the Twitter we are perfect. They can find you on there as well. Uh, do you know yep. the, the handle? Uh, Jackie and Kevin at Freiburgs. Perfect, perfect. Jackie, thank you so much for taking some time out today to to, to to talk to our listeners. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Chad. Absolutely. 
Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you enjoyed this interview and like to learn more and also help us grow the audience, please subscribe to the Leader Chat podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or wherever you're listening. And please share this with your friends. The best way you can help us grow, though, is feedback. As Ken Blanchard says, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So please write us a review if you haven't already. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, there's even a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization. Go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. Thanks again to our guests for joining us today. For now, I have the pleasure of turning it over to Ken Blanchard for his thoughts on what we discussed. Here it is, your final minute with Ken Blanchard. I'm a big fan of Jackie Freiberg and her husband, Kevin. They are great. They've done so many good stuff, starting with Nuts About Southwest. And in fact, Margie and I have talked about maybe writing a book with them someday about couples that work together. And so uh, they're just terrific. And this tape uh, and this interview was, was, I think, was really powerful because their book, Cause, is so important. And Cause is why are you doing things? And organizations need a cause. In organizations that are clear and have a purpose, like she was saying, Southwest, they want to democratize uh, the airways. What a difference that makes, you know. And companies like Nordstrom's and, and uh, Chick-fil-A, everybody's clear why they're in business. And people love to work for a company that has a cause. And then I love that Jackie went into, what's your cause? What is your reason for being? What is your why? And she talked about dreaming, you know, and it's really fabulous what you can do with dreaming. I'll never forget in the early 1970s when Margie and I were at the University of Massachusetts, I was teaching and she was finishing her doctor's degree. Uh, She developed this strategy that you can try yourself. She calls it your fantasy day. It's five or ten years from now. And, you know, you want enough time out there. uh, So you have to think about it. Where are you going to be living Who are you going to be living with? Are you going to have kids? Are your parents going to be living with you? And then finally, what are you going to be doing moment to moment throughout that day? The clearer, the better. And it was really interesting. Margie and I did that exercise separately back when we were there in the 1970s. And it was interesting when we compared, we hadn't talked about it. We both said that within five or 10 years, we were going to be living near water. We were living in the middle of Massachusetts, about two hours away from any real water, that we were going to own our own business. And here I was a professor and she was studying, you know, getting a PhD in communication. And we hadn't thought about that separately, but our vision was that. And I think that's what drove us to start our own company. So I want to tell you, listen to this tape again and share it with other people because I want to tell you the cause is so important for your organization, the why, and then what about yourself? Where are you hanging? heading? What is your legacy? Wow, this is powerful stuff. Thanks, Jackie. Remember the why for your organization and you.